Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Today, I'm going to be continuing my series in the supernatural power of grace. On the first part, I went into defining God's grace, what grace is, what grace isn't. It's not about performance modification. Grace is about heart transformation. Um, it's not about obeying tablets on, uh, you know, obeying laws on tablets. It's not an external covenant. It's an internal covenant where now the laws of God are written upon our hearts and we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live out this Christ life. I talked about practicing righteousness, what that looked like, being patient with ourselves in the process of learning to, you know, conform into this identity and this image and kind of walking that out and the grace that we need to have on ourselves in the process. This episode, I really want to talk about. Um, a reality that has truly set me free from many mentalities, many sinful actions, and um, I, it's the gospel. And I believe it's not talking about you know we we don't we don't speak about this in the church often. There are many people that are catching this revelation, re- really um, preaching it and teaching it out there in the world, seeing tons of freedom, um, you know, in the body of Christ through this. And I kind of came into this revelation years ago when I was in Mozambique. And it's amazing because it's been in the scriptures all along. It is the very crux of the gospel, but we have so many other belief systems that have been taught to us in the church that um, we usually give lip service to this truth, but we don't really believe it at the core of our being. And so we operate outside of this truth. We're in bondage to many religious lies. And because of that, we don't truly walk in freedom. There's so many people in the church that struggle with certain sins that are debilitating, pornography, sexual sins, greed, um, drug addiction, and they can't seem to get free, okay? And it's like, you know, it's it's crazy because you read in the scriptures, you know, the life that we're meant to live as believers, and we can't do this on our own. We can't overcome any kind of sin issue, small or large, on our own. And we try, and we try, and we have programs set up, and we try to tell ourselves no, but at the same time, we you know, we still struggle and, um, our life needs to manifest the beauty and the power of Christ to show the world that we serve a real God that truly liberates, that truly empowers, that truly manifests his love and his life to us. And so this isn't just about concepts. We're not heralding concepts to the world. We are teaching them about a person and his spirit and his words and his wisdom and his knowledge and his enlightenment is supposed to flow through us in a way that is tangible, that is real. And so, you know, I used to look around and we used to sing the song in Bible school, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And, you know, that used to discourage me because I wasn't in walking in total freedom in certain areas of my life. And I was wrestling with God. I was trying to overcome things in my private life. And I would look around and I'd say, how many people are truly free in this room? And it would be um, debilitating to my faith, honestly, because I just felt like it was lip service. I felt like it was just words, but not many people were manifesting you know, the truth of the kingdom in a way that really glorifies the Lord. And so in my, in my you know, last few episodes, I shared about the unconditional love of God that isn't just love us, but he likes us and he smiles over us. And nothing we could do could ever make him love us less. And we can't do anything to make him love us more. And it's not about performance. He sees our heart. He sees our desire to walk with him and live with him. And that and that brings him pleasure. And that is one revelation that has truly um, brought so much freedom and so much power in my life. Um, and it's liberated me. Hey, listen, we all make mistakes. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up again. Where much sin is, grace abounds all the more. These are scriptures that we really need to grab hold uh, to so we do not condemn ourselves. We do not feel guilty and, uh, you know, suffocate under the heavy weight of regret and beating ourselves up continually. 
Okay, because that's not going to empower us. That's going to cripple us. All right. If we're just focusing on our weaknesses, that's what we're going to manifest. But if we focus on the truth of the kingdom of heaven and who we are in Christ, then we are going to manifest the goodness and the glory of God. And so it's really about focus. And I'm going to get into that a little bit today. I'm not going to, this really deserves an in-depth teaching, but I'm going to just share some scriptures that I feel like will really be enlightening. And so our old self, this is Romans 6, 6. And something that I want to highlight to you guys is that you no longer have the nature to sin, but you have a nature that longs for righteousness. Your propensity is towards righteousness. If you're a born again, spirit-filled believer, your propensity is towards righteousness, not towards sin. You need to tell yourself, I am more prone to live a godly life in Christ than I am to, you know, pursue sinful pleasures and lust. You need to tell yourself that. You need to believe that in the core of your being because that is the gospel. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You have Jesus living in your spirit, okay? You are one with him. The one who joins the Lord is now one with him. We are as righteous as he is righteous, it says in 1 John. These are identity scriptures that we really need to embrace so we could begin to walk in its power. Everything is manifested by faith. And so we need to understand that we no longer have a wicked nature on the inside of us, but we have the very nature of God. It says in Peter, you know, the apostle Peter says that we've become partakers of the divine nature. We now have the divine nature of Jesus living on the inside of us. There was a Holy Spirit heart surgery the moment you believed where the Holy Spirit came in and he did a heart surgery and he gave you the very heart of Jesus. He took your heart of flesh and he, I mean, he took your heart of stone, your rocky heart, your stony heart, and he gave you a heart of flesh, a soft heart that is receptive and responsive to the things of God. I quoted that scripture in our last um, episode in part two, that we no longer have a stony heart filled with sin, but we have a heart that longs for righteousness. Okay. And that, that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean we're not going to sin. Okay. But it just means we don't like it. That we don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't feel right anymore, you know, like it used to. And so sin is not just an action, it's an entity. And as an unbeliever, sin is actually, it's <clears throat> it's more our identity than anything else, you know? Jesus had to come and snip it out of our heart and give us a pure heart, a desire for him. You know, he had to do something on the inside of us supernaturally, okay? And so, anyways, I want to read to you a few scriptures here, okay? And it's Romans 6, 6 is the first one I'm going to read. And this is the Apostle Paul, and he's saying, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Right here, the Apostle Paul, and I want to get, I want to break down Romans and go through Romans with you guys as well in coming days. You know, Romans 6 through 8 specifically, because it's a troubling scripture for a lot of people. But in Romans 6, 6, it's saying that our old self was crucified with Christ It is done away with. Our body of sin has been done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. Also says um, in the epistles that whom the sun sets free, well, that's the gospels. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed, but also it is for freedom that he set us free. I believe that's in Galatians. It is for freedom that he set us free. He wants us to be free. And it's not just one day when we go to heaven. If, you know, if we expect sin until the day we die and death is now our savior from sin, well, we'll just stop sinning the day we, you know, see Jesus face to face. You know, death is what's going to bring that. Then death is the Savior, not Jesus, okay? And so we need to believe that the work of Christ was not a partial work. It was a finished work and a complete work. He didn't just forgive us of our sins, but he killed the power of sin on the inside of us so we could walk in freedom. Our old sinful self was crucified with Christ. Whether you feel it or not, whether you believe it or not, that is a reality. 
And if we truly believe it, trust in that and cling to that reality, then we will begin to manifest the reality of that. And so another scripture, Colossians 2, 11 through 14, as clear as day, it says the removal of the body of flesh. It's saying that, okay, I got to read the first portion of the scripture. Sorry, I got a little cut off right here on my notes. So it says that the body of flesh was removed by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which we were also raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your trans in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven all of your transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. And so it's saying here that the body of our flesh was removed. It's not a physical circumcision, okay? There was an internal circumcision that took place of our heart where the sinful flesh was cut away in Christ from the inside of us. And we were raised up with him by faith in the working of God. And it says that when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, this is past tense, when you were dead in your transgressions, the scripture says now that we're no longer dead in our transgressions, but we are alive in Christ. And also our, the flesh is the the sinful nature is no longer living on the inside of us, but we've received the divine nature of Jesus. It says in many places to consider ourselves dead to immorality. We need to tell ourselves, we need to convince ourselves, we need to believe, we need to trust in the reality. Like in uh, Colossians 3, 5, it says, therefore consider the members of your earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, which amounts to idolatry, etc., etc. This is something we need to believe. We need to consider. Consider the members of your body as dead to these things. Why? Because you are. Because you are. And so you might, you might be asking, well, what is the flesh then? You know, there's obviously this war and we're going to get into that in, in a future episode, but the flesh has to do with the only remnant of the flesh is our, is our, is our memory of it. Okay. We have a mind that needs to be renewed to the reality of the kingdom of heaven. You know, the Bible talks about in Romans eight, I believe it's chapter, uh, Romans chapter eight, verse six. It says that mindset on the spirit is death. I mean, mindset on the flesh is death, but mind on the spirit is life and peace. And so it's mind on the flesh that brings death in our lives. It's when we think about, you know, all these untruths, when the enemy puts lies of insignificance and, and fear and abandonment and rejection and lies that we're addicts and we're always going to be addicts and, you know, that we're not loved and, you know, we, you know, we don't fit in and we're ugly and all these different lies. When we meditate on these lies, which is flesh, then we begin to manifest sinful actions. We begin to seek in places that we shouldn't satisfaction and, and joy and, and freedom and life. But when your mind is on truth and the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and the scripture is the truth, when your mind is set on the spirit, the spirit of truth, when your mind is set on the word of God and the truth, then it is life and peace. We walk in true life and true peace. And there's so many other scriptures that I want to get into at another time, but I wanted to share a couple of stories with you. Um, when I was in Mozambique, there was a bunch of, you know, young guys that were really talking about freedom and you know, we no longer have a sinful nature and we have the nature of God and we don't need to wrestle and all these different stuff. And I remember it was really hard for me. And I pulled out all the scriptures that all the scriptures that seemed to be contrary to that. And I would try to bring it up to them and we would go back and forth. And, um, and I remember I just was really wrestling and struggling with it. And then one night I was, we're doing a late night, you know, prayer meeting and it was like one or two in the morning and I wanted to go home 
And I remember I felt the nudge from the Holy Spirit telling me to stay. And so I did, and I just began to press in, and I saw this picture in my heart, in my spirit. It's a vision, and I saw, man, it's just touching me. I just, it's hard for me even sometimes to share about it, but I saw a picture of the cross, and it was kind of far away. I couldn't see who was hanging on the cross. I I immediately assumed it was Jesus, right? And I saw the cross, and I saw like, it was like a red background, like the blood of Jesus, and I uh, it zoomed in slowly. As my eyes were closed, it just began to zoom in slowly. And I saw that it wasn't Jesus hanging on the cross, but I was the one hanging on the cross. And um, I heard the Lord say to me, you died with Jesus. You were with him on that cross. Your greed died. Your lust died. Your selfishness, your addictions, your everything that is contrary to who you are in me, everything sinful about your life died with Jesus on that cross. And I, I left that encounter just completely blown away, you know, um, just feeling like, wow, it really just resonated and solidified in me that revelation. And then I was walking in it, man. And I just remember understanding the unconditional love of God and understanding who I am and that I no longer am addicted to sin. I no longer have a sinful nature, but I have the very nature of Christ and I'm more prone to living for Jesus, <laughs> you know, and beginning to believe these things really changed my life and how I walked. And I began to live free and above the things that once tempted me. And I came back from Mozambique and I was sharing with a close friend of mine, my freedom. And I broke up, broke down all these different scriptures to him. And, um, he, he really struggled with awesome guy, really struggled with anger. Um, it didn't manifest all the time, but I guess he got flustered very easy and he got angry very easy. And he always tried to overcome it on his own in his own power, but he couldn't do it. And, um, I remember just sharing scripture after scripture after scripture with him. And then I felt a shift in the atmosphere, literally the presence of God so strong in the room. And he began to cry and he started to declare, I'm not angry anymore. He started to scream it. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not angry anymore. And he began to just, and there was such a shift in the, in the, in the room. You just felt a strong, tangible presence of God as he was declaring and shouting, I'm not angry angry anymore. He caught the revelation and he began to declare the truth that he's not an angry person, that that person died with Christ. That angry person died with Christ and Jesus truly liberated us and the sun sets free is free indeed. And so it was a heart surgery that took place. It was an internal work, a pa- an empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And he, he began to really catch it. And then a few days later, I went back to his place and he said to me, dude, you would never believe it. Like, he's like, I don't even remember the last time I sinned, I was always so conscious of my sin. He's like, I can't even remember like the past couple of days if I've even done anything. And he's like, and I, st- and I stubbed my toe the other day and I usually cuss when I stubbed my toe. He's like, I just started speaking in tongues. He's like, praises started coming out of my mouth. He's like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm like literally changing every single day. And you know, it's because this is the very core of the gospel. Jesus didn't just come to forgive your sin. He came to change you from the inside out. He came to empower you. So you live free from sin, not just forgiven of sin, but free from sin. And it's because he changed you. He breathed on your heart. He gave you a new heart. He gave you a new identity. And the more our mind is renewed, mind on spirit is life and peace. Mind on flesh is death. And so we need to understand, we need to have our mind renewed to these realities here in the scriptures. It says over and over again that we are accepted in the beloved and that our old self was crucified with Christ, and that we rose with Christ in power and resurrection. You know, it says that Jesus condemned sin in the flesh. It says in Romans chapter 8, it says that the circumcision of our heart has taken place. It is past tense, that we have a brand new heart, and we're forgiven, and all of the debt 
consisting of decrees against us, was nailed to the cross. So we need to consider our members of our earthly body as dead to immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, greed, all of these things. We need to consider ourselves. We need to agree with Christ, not Adam. We need to agree with our identity in Christ, not with the sin nature that we inherited in Adam. We need to believe that we inherited a new nature. And there's an even more powerful work that took place in the inside of us, way more powerful than what took place, you know, in Adam in the beginning when, you know, creation fell and everything. And so I just, I want to share this with you guys because I believe you need to understand this. And I know this for a lot of you guys, you're saying to yourselves, I need more. I've, you got 15 scriptures flowing around in your brain and you're like, well, how do these scriptures make sense then? And I want to help break this down for you. And I want to do that in the coming days. And so this is just part three. I'm probably going to have another three or four parts to this series because there's just so much we can get into. I want to break down Romans six through eight because there's always that man. I do what I don't want to do. You know, the Romans seven man in the middle where he's just always struggling. He wants to do what's right, but he can't do what's right. And it shows that there's this sin nature slash godly nature always resting against, you know, inside of each and every one of us. And I want to show you truly what that means. And so I want you guys to tune in and stay and stay connected here. There, there will be a few more interviews, you know, in the coming weeks that come through probably another two shows. And then you'll, you'll have another part here, but I want you to tune in and I want you to start doing some research on this is amazing men and women of God all around the world, heralding this message, specifically even George and Winnie Banoff. I had them both on my show, um, not that long ago. And they both really share this message powerfully. And it's amazing how God is just quickening this all around the world We need to know who we are. If we're going to walk free, if we're going to be the church that Jesus died for us to be, if we're going to truly shine, if we're going to really offer results and solutions, and we're really going to extend our hands to the needy, the poor, the afflicted, the broken, the addicted, if we are truly going to be the hands and feet of Jesus, we need to understand where we're going wrong. We need to understand what system of belief are we buying into that is causing us to stay trapped in these worldly things. We need to be different. And this is something that is in the scriptures, but there's been so many teachings over the years that have caused us to shy away from this or not believe this with all of our hearts. You are a new creation. Literally, the old is gone and the new has come. The old you is extinct. It doesn't exist anymore. No matter how many times the devil tries to remind you, no matter how many times your parents try to remind you, no matter how many times your sisters, your friends, your old buddies try to remind you, it's not who you are anymore. Get your face in the word of God Get your face on the floor in the presence of God. Have him remind you of who you are. Your old self is dead and gone. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. You are not who you used to be. You have a brand new heart that loves righteousness and hates wickedness. Your old self was crucified with Christ. You now walk by faith and you live in him. You live, breathe, and have your being in God. You are now the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus became your sin. And it was crucified to death on that tree. So now you could be the righteousness of God in him. Jesus dealt with your sin once and for all. If he didn't defeat your sin on that cross and he just forgave you of sin to cover up your sin, then it wasn't a complete work and it was insufficient. Okay. It was insufficient. He wouldn't have completed the job. We'd have to put our hand in, our willpower in, our strength in to help finish what Jesus couldn't complete. And that is absolute heresy. And so we need to understand this. And there's no way that a demonic nature can be in the, on the inside of us as this, you know, sharing the same body with the Holy Spirit. He made our bodies a holy, acceptable place to give, to put his spirit. And so this is all, I'm going to keep breaking this down in future shows. Um, it's a blessing to have you guys with me sharing this podcast. Keep your ears open 
for part four of the series of the supernatural power of grace. I'll talk to you guys soon. Subscribe, review, rate the show so this can get out to more people so that they can be encouraged, strengthened, challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys, and I'll see you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know Him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering Him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter His presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You can also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. LifePortOutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on Amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.